Welcome to episode three of Pro Preacher. I'm your host, Brandon Hilgeman, the founder of ProPreacher.com. And this is a podcast all about helping you grow your influence and ability to preach the gospel. Well, today I want to talk to you about planning your sermons. Now, I'm not going to get into the weeds about how to plan your sermons right now. I'm going to save that for another episode. But I want to talk to you about why you need a plan. Plus, I want to tell you about a great new resource that's going to help you with that. And by the way, this podcast was just officially approved by iTunes. Hooray! <laughs> Apple is uh, kind of known in the podcasting space for getting more and more strict on what podcasts they allow into the store, which also means being very slow in when they release a podcast and how long it takes them to approve a podcast. So it's something I've been working on for quite a while now. So I'm having a mini party today to celebrate that. But I got approved, so that's great. And now you can listen to Pro Preacher just about anywhere that podcasts exist. iTunes, Spotify, Google, just about everywhere. So because of that, I want to ask you for a quick favor. If you like this show, would you help me help others find it? See, nobody knows exactly how it works, but the way that podcasts are ranked often has something to do with how many reviews it gets. So as a new show with a small audience starting out, I really, really need your help. Would you go into whatever podcasting service you use and leave me an honest rating? Now, that would really help me out as I get this thing going. Plus, I would, I would really love to hear some feedback from you to make sure that what I am doing here is creating value for you. I'm not just talking into a microphone for myself. I really want to help you out. And so I'd love to hear what you think. How is the show helping? Is it helping? Are you finding this valuable? So if you haven't already, please, please do that for me. And I promise I'm going to stop asking about it now. Okay. I don't want to be too pushy about that stuff. Now, as I already mentioned today, we're talking about why sermon planning is so important. Let's get into it. Can I ask you a question that might be a little bit rough? How far ahead are you on your sermon planning? Now, if you're like a lot of pastors, the answer is probably not, not very far ahead. Maybe a month, maybe a week. Maybe you're like, hey, I'll be ahead Saturday night when I finally figure out what it is I'm preaching this weekend. A lot of pastors are behind on planning the sermon because there's so much work and other ministry things and responsibilities that they have to do. But here's the second follow-up question to my first question. How's that going for you? You see, if you're behind in your sermon preparation and you don't know what you're going to say in advance, here's a few things I know about you. First of all, you're probably stressed. The burden and the weight of having to say something every single week as a pastor is immense. And if you don't know what you're going to be saying, your sermon preparation on Saturday night or whenever it is that you're writing your sermons or preparing for your message that you're about to preach is probably incredibly stressful. The clock's ticking. You are down to the wire. You've got to get this done. It's coming quick and you have nothing and you've got to get it out there. And that is is a stressful way to live your life. So you may not even realize the effects that this stress is having on you, whether it's hurting your health possibly, or maybe it's just 
causing tension in your relationships with your family or other people because you are just tense and stressed the night before you preach or the week before you preach and you're carrying that burden around and you're not being yourself because you're so stressed. Not knowing what you're going to preach in advance can really cause a lot of this stress to mount and to build. And the long-term effect on you and your relationships and your relationship with people in your church can be a problem. You also probably feel stuck. Like no matter what you do, you just can never get ahead in your work. Like you just, you couldn't be planned in advance if you wanted to. It's just so hard. It's You got too much to do. Maybe you just feel like you're just stuck on this endless cycle never to get off and you just have to keep the wheel turning and you're the only one pushing it. And it, again, can just feel overwhelming. You can feel trapped and you can feel like you just were never going to find a better way to do things. Like you're always going to be stuck in this area, in this hectic season of life is just going to have to go on until you retire or God retires you. Also, if you have a team, a team of people, whether that's staff or volunteers, they feel stuck because they can't prepare for the ministry that God wants them to do. They can't do that as well because they're still waiting for you. It's like the proverbial relay race. You have that baton and you're running your race and your people are waiting for their chance to run, but they can't start until you hand them that baton. But if you're waiting all week and you don't know what you're going to be talking about and you get them that baton way too late in the week until the last second, then they are going to be behind. They're not going to have a chance to run their race to the best of their abilities because they're stuck standing waiting for you to hand it off to them. You're holding your team back from using their gifts and the things that God has created in them to be able to do well. They can't do that as well because you are not prepared and they cannot be prepared because you are not prepared and it creates a chain reaction that actually hurts your staff, it hurts your volunteers, it hurts your team where they could thrive a lot more if they had time to think and to process and to come up with ideas and do some things that they can't do when you're so far behind. Also, the people in your church are less excited about the coming week and what's going to be happening in your church because they don't know what it's going to be. They don't know what they're going to be talking about. They don't know how they can prepare their hearts and their minds to worship God and to take in his word throughout the week. They don't know anything that they should be meditating on or thinking about for the upcoming weekend. And if they're less excited about what's coming up on Sunday because they don't know what to expect, another catch-22 of this is they're less likely to invite their friends or coworkers or family to come to church because they don't know what you're going to be talking about. Let's be honest, a lot of people, if they know that you're going to be talking about tithing, they're not going to want to invite their unchurched friends that Sunday. They want to invite their friends to something that's going to be applicable to their life or something that's going to help their friend through that tough season or that suffering that they're going through. And so if they know that there is a sermon coming up that's going to be discussing some of these issues that could help their friend or their family or someone they know just needs to hear that message, they're going to be way more likely to invite that person to come hear it 
than if they have no idea what you're preaching on next week. And look, I know this because that was me early in my ministry. I was constantly week to week in my preparation. I was constantly behind. I didn't have the right systems and the right structure in place to help me get ahead. And I was doing all of the work of the ministry myself. And I was overwhelmed. I was overburdened. I was stressed out. And my relationships with the people around me were suffering. My relationship with other people in the church was suffering because I was not prepared to do the work that God was calling me to do. Here's the problem. If this is describing you, You are so busy serving tables that you're neglecting the duty that God has given you to preach. If you don't believe me, then open your Bible to Acts chapter 6. You've probably heard the story. I'll read it. In Acts chapter 6, verse 1, the church is just getting off the ground. And it says this, Now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, A complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and they said, pay attention to this, it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Now, They're not saying that serving tables is a bad thing. They're not saying that serving tables is wrong. They're not saying that we should neglect serving tables. Helping widows and people who need food, helping the poor, serving people, works of justice and ministry, that's awesome. We should help people. They're not saying that. But they were called by God specifically to preach the word. That was their job that only they could do as those called and chosen by God to ministry. There were others who could do this great work of serving, who could use their gifts to serve these widows even better than they could. And it was getting in the way. And they continue in verse three. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we, again, notice this in verse four, we will devote ourselves to prayer, and to the ministry of the word. The 12 said, we are going to devote ourselves to two things, prayer, the ministry of the word, and what they're talking about, preaching, teaching God's word to other people. Other people can do these works of service, but we are called specifically to prayer and preaching and teaching. So what the disciples did in that moment is set a precedent for us today in our ministry. If you feel stuck, like all you're doing is serving tables, which is all good things, but it's not the most important thing that you're called to do, then you need to follow the example of the disciples. You need to find good leaders in your church and you need to appoint them to use their gifts to serve and help and take care of other people. And then you can devote yourself to prayer and ministry of the word. You can devote yourself to prayer and your duties of preaching and teaching. As a pastor, God has chosen and called you and entrusted you with the sacred duty and responsibility of preaching his word to his people and sharing the gospel with people who have not yet heard about it as well. 
And as I said before, serving others and doing all these other things that your church does and all these other ministry things that you do to help people is good. It's not a bad thing. It's what the church should be doing, taking care of orphans and widows and the poor. It should be doing that, showing God's love to all people on earth. That's part of what the church is. But your office as a preacher and a teacher is to preach God's word and to find and equip others to do all the other work of the ministry. This isn't something to be taken lightly. Because if you don't do that, your responsibility and your holy calling, your sacred duty of teaching the word is going to suffer because you're so focused on everything else. And it's a trap that so many pastors, including myself, get caught up in all the time. So if you're so wrapped up in other things, you need to drop what you can drop, hand off what you can hand off, and focus on the ministry of preaching. One of the best ways to begin focusing more on your preaching is to start planning it out in advance. Like we said earlier, if you're not ahead in your planning, it's hard to get focused. It's hard to do your job well. Now, don't get me wrong. This is done in partnership with prayer and reliance on the Holy Spirit to help speak through you to deliver God's message to his people. Okay, it's not separated from that. This isn't just man-made human stuff. This is working in partnership with God in advance to prepare the message that he has for your people. Now, every time I talk about planning your sermons, people fire back and argue, well, what about the Holy Spirit? You know, shouldn't you leave room for him and be more spontaneous and blah, blah, blah. I always hear this pushback. And my response back to people say, what about the Holy Spirit? Shouldn't I be more spontaneous? Is why can't the Holy Spirit work in advance? Why does it always have to be this spontaneous fly by the seat of our pants? I'm more holy and more righteous if I'm unprepared because then God has to speak through me in that moment or we're all in trouble. Why does that sound more spiritual than saying I'm spending weeks studying and preparing and praying and relying on the Holy Spirit in my preparation and in my work in advance? I don't think it is. You see, I think God is a planner right? Like, didn't God, before the creation of the world, know exactly what he was creating, or was he just flying by the seat of his pants? Didn't God, as the Bible tells us, write our names down in the book of life before the foundation of the world? Doesn't God know everything that's about to happen, and so he sees things in advance, and he knows what's going on long before it ever comes to be? Didn't God have a plan for you specifically where he knit you together in your mother's womb and knew exactly the purpose and the calling that he would place on your life and exactly the things and the plans he would have for you? God is a planner. Don't you think Jesus knew exactly what he was doing and exactly what his ministry would entail and the suffering he would have to endure for us when he willingly left heaven and came down to earth to be born, to marry and live among us? When we read in the Old Testament where God told Noah to build the ark, didn't he help Noah with those plans and show him what to do? Noah didn't just go, well, I'm just going to, God wants me to do this, so I'm just going to grab some trees and grab some nails and get my hammer out and just start hammering stuff wherever I feel God leading me and just hope this all works out. There's a plan there. When God talked to Moses and he told Moses to build his tabernacle, didn't he give Moses incredibly specific and detailed instructions for how it was to be built, there was a plan in place. 
See, God is a planner. And he tells us before we build a building, we should count the costs and have a plan in place to know exactly what we need and make sure we have it all in order in order to build this building. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 27, we read, prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. Proverbs tells us it's wise to prepare before we build a house. Get it all ready. Gather all your materials. Get things that you need. Preaching is the same way. We got to gather materials. We got to get our stuff prepared before we preach. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Again, we're encouraged. Plan things. Those who plan see Abundance, those who are hasty and have no plans, come to poverty and ruin. And I want your ministry to see abundance. I want to see your preaching thrive. And yes, God can do that occasionally through a spontaneous sermon. But honestly, he's going to do it most when you put in the work in advance and work with him along the preparation path. So don't tell me that you are more spiritual going by the seat of your pants and being unprepared. And don't tell me that I am less spiritual because I'm preparing weeks, months, even years out. One of the ways that we reflect being created in the image of God is following his example of planning and working in advance for his glory. So if you need help planning out your sermons in advance, I want to tell you about a little resource I just launched today that can help you out. Today, we just launched a brand new store on the ProPreacher.com website that you can check out. And in that store, we just released the 2020 sermon calendar. So you can pick that up right now at ProPreacher.com if you'd like. And what it is basically is just a tool, a resource that I created for you to help you see the big picture of what your year looks like and map out and plan your preaching in advance based on the scripture that you're going to be teaching for each week. Just imagine how it would feel to have an entire year just mapped out in a calendar where you can look at each week and say, okay, this week I'm talking about this. This week I'm preaching on this passage of scripture. This next one, okay, I've got a sermon coming up in a couple months where I'm going to be wanting to talk about these things. And then in advance, you can be prepared and you can start collecting materials or when something pops up, you can pull it and say, set it aside. I'm going to need that later. Imagine what that would feel like to be that far planned out. You're going to know what you're preaching about in advance, and so you're going to be less stressed. Your team is going to know what you're preaching about in advance, so they're going to be more prepared, and they're going to be able to do the job that you've asked them to do with more excellence, with greater creativity and better ideas because they've had more time to think about it and to work on it. And your people are going to be more excited because they're going to be able to know what's coming up, and they're going to be able to get prepared mentally for the message that they're going to be hearing from God, but they're also going to get more interested in inviting a friend or a family member or a coworker to a message that they know is coming up that they know that that person needs to hear. It's going to create more energy and more excitement in your ministry and in your church. So here's what the calendar looks like. You'll get a spreadsheet with every week that you need to preach all 52 weeks of the year. You're going to see a calendar on the side that shows you all the dates. So it helps you just kind of get a visual representation of what is coming up to help you think through what that week's going to look like, what the months ahead are going to be like. 
Now there's an option to include US holidays in one of the spreadsheets, which is just a great reminder to you when you're planning and so you don't miss something because you know those dates like Christmas and Easter kind of a big one you want to make sure you don't forget that and then there's other minor holidays like Mother's Day that sometimes churches do things for that you want to pay attention to or maybe it's just going to be a low attendance week so you want to make sure that you're not scheduling the launch of some brand new big initiative on that Sunday when no one's there on one of those holiday weekends. There's also an option for no holidays if that's your thing and you just want it clean um, there's also an option for multi-sermons. So if you preach more than one sermon every single week, then you have room there to include multiple messages. Or if you have other services like a Good Friday service or other kind of occasional midweek things, you can plug those in there as well. Now, the cool thing about these is these are fully customizable Excel spreadsheets. So you can add rows, you can delete rows. You could change the size of the font. You can change the size of the columns if you need to. If you need more room or less room, you can print it out. You can mark it up. You can make it your own however you need it to be. And that's the goal of it. You can open it up in Microsoft Excel if that's your thing. You can open it up in Apple's Numbers. You can open it up in a Google spreadsheet. There's plenty of different ways that you can use this to make it your own. You're also going to get a PDF planner that's more of a one-page planner for each message that you need to do. And this is really helpful for you if you wanna sit down and just focus on preparing or planning one message at a time. You can print these out if you want to, you could lay them all out on a table, or you could just look at one sheet at a time and work on that one. You could write on the PDF directly using any sort of PDF software, or you could print it out and you can get a Sharpie out or a marker or a pen and you can mark it up however you want. Whatever works for you in your creative process. And then you could print them out if you even want to and post them on a wall in your office to remind you of what's coming up. This is a tool that I think is really gonna be helpful for you. I know that thousands of other pastors have downloaded previous years of this calendar and I think it's gonna be really helpful for you as well. Because look, this is something that maybe you could create if you wanna spend hours and hours <laughs> trying to design it and format it just right, or you could just pay a few bucks, save yourself the time, I've already done the work for you and you can hit the ground just running. Hours of your time is worth more than a few bucks. But look, I'm not just trying to sell you something here, okay? Um, my hope is to help you. My desire and my mission is to try to help other pastors and preachers. I'm not just trying to get rich by selling stuff. Now, to be honest, it is a way that I help support this ministry and a way that I help support my family. So if you do purchase through my website, thank you very much. I really very much appreciate that. But look, if I was trying to make a ton of money, I would be in a different business, okay? <laughs> trying to trying to help pastors, um, that's not where all the money's at, all right? Uh, I could be selling or working on a whole lot of other way more lucrative things, but God has called me to a ministry of helping pastors, helping preachers to do their jobs and to resource and equip you in any way that I can. And so this is just one way that I'm trying to do that. So if you don't use this calendar that I created, that's cool, all right? That's fine by me. I just want it to be out there for you. If you have something else that works better for you, you wanna create your own thing, do that, okay? I just hope that this is a resource, this is a tool that can help you and bless you. And I know it's helped hundreds, even thousands of other pastors who have really found it helpful for them. And look, if you wanna take this sermon planning to a whole nother level, you, you should check out my online course. Again, not just trying to sell it to you, but I need to make sure that you're aware that this thing exists. If you want to know and really get into the details of how to get ahead in sermon preparation, how to plan out an entire year of preaching in advance, what steps you need to go through to make sure that this happens and that this becomes a, a routine and a habit and something that just starts to flow more naturally for you, 
I have a course, an online course called Best Preaching Year that's gonna go through all the details of that to really help you get ahead in your sermon using a calendar like this one and a lot of other free resources and bonus tools that come with that. So you can check that out on my website, propreacher.com. Just click on the menu, you'll see the online course tab. You can click on that. And I think that'll be something that could be incredibly helpful for some of you. I know there's a lot of pastors who have taken my course and it's really helped revolutionize their ministry and their planning process. And I think it can do that for you as well. But here's the bottom line, and this is what I really want you to take away. It's not right for you to neglect the duty of preaching to serve tables. There's nothing wrong with serving tables. That is good. That is right. The church should continue doing that. But your job as the primary preacher or teacher in your ministry is to give the sacred responsibility of preaching God's word your greatest focus and attention. To make sure you're doing prayer, you're seeking God through all of it, and you're faithfully teaching God's word to his people. So I hope you found that helpful. Get prepared. Start planning in advance. If you're spending too much time on other things, find people to help with those areas of ministry so that you can focus on the primary responsibility that God has called you to, prayer and preaching the word. All right. Thanks for listening to Pro Preacher. If you found this episode to be helpful, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please help others find this show by leaving a quick review or sharing it with someone who could benefit from hearing it too. And for show notes or more content like this, go to ProPreacher.com. Thanks. I'll see you in the next episode.